0: Welcome back to Marriage Sensation. We're a marriage ministry located out of our church, New Life at Calvary, on East 79th and Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Walter Glenn. And I'm Katie Glenn. And we're delighted to have you with us today. Today we're going to talk about one of the the things in marriage that kind of separates us out, and hopefully we'll have some solutions that can kind of bind us together with those cords that cannot be broken. But as we continue, let's pray. Father, we just lift this lesson up to you. We lift it up uh, for the couples out there. We lift it up individually for ourselves, Lord. Uh, This is an area that at times we've struggled with. And we ask, Lord, that your provision would uh, just be enough to see us through these difficult times and get us to better places. And we ask your favor, Lord, over our marriages. In Christ's name we pray, amen. 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 So we're going to talk about today... uh, What uh, some say is the number one destroyer of marriages Uh, and one might think it's finance one might think it's communication and those are right up there those are important Uh, but this is in the area of kind of personal connection and uh, having your spouse as does your spouse feel like the number one priority in your life is your spouse number one or are there other things that are We know there's things that compete for that spot, but are there other things that have taken over that spot in your marriage and in our marriages? So we're gonna go and dive into it right now and we're gonna, got some questions, so let's get started. Okay,
1: so we did a a little research and found out like Walter said, you know, there are different areas in your marriage that can cause problems. But we found that the number one is uh, just not being a priority. To your spouse, like your spouse is your priority, is your number one in your life, other than Christ. But you know, in a human manner, uh, it's the relationship we have between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Is that we are just not making our spouse our number one priority, and when that happens, then we don't feel like we're the most important person in your life. There's something else that's always jumping in. And, you know, our lives are so busy and hectic that a lot of things do come into play when it it talks about your relationship with your spouse. There are always these distractions that happen, you know. Um, And it it can be hurtful when you don't feel like you're number one in your spouse's life. So that's something that we really need to to look at. Uh, Some things are, like our children, I mean, our children, can be your number one priority because they need us so much that we have to teach them different things and that can become a priority uh, in our marriage Um, our jobs and all the responsibilities that happen there can put a a dent in that relationship then you have extended family family can kind of get in there and mess things up Uh, we have church obligations and, and hobbies and Houses and yards and, you know, all other are of our little toys that we have to <laughs> to maintain. And then there's technology, your cell phone, mm-hmm. the TV, the Internet. It's just so distracting from what your main priority should be, and that is the relationship with your spouse. And so what's the secret to keeping that uh, connection? Connection. Yeah the word is intentionality yeah we have to be intentional if we're going to make our spouse number one in our lives we have to uh have a a concerted effort to ward off all those other distractions that are coming in our lives and um and here's some good questions to uh probably before we get to to that okay
0: get to the questions we kind of got need to give some examples uh and we probably can go one by one and sort of give the examples. You started out with children. Um, Where do you see children being uh, a distraction, not a distraction, but uh, uh, something that will divert attention from your marriage uh, with that person being number one in your marriage?
1: Well, children are just helpless without us. And when you're a new parent, you have to learn how to balance that. I mean, it's tough. You've got this little baby that you never had before. You're not sure what to do with it. You don't want to break it, you know. <laughs> you pay so much attention to that. So the child will have a loving environment that um, it's usually, you know, the mom and the baby who are, are really connected like that. And then in the in the long run, you're basically leaving your spouse out of that initial connection. And so... You know my focus is on the baby not on the baby's father
0: yeah and even there's a warning there even as children age up I think the misconception is that you know when they're little and tiny that you know we they draw all our attention in there and rightfully so they they do mm-hmm. uh, should draw a disproportionate amount of our attention because the need is there like you right. said but when children age up I mean I know couples that when uh, their kids are in their 20s. I mean, there's no longer a need there. They're no longer babies and yet that's where the parents' focus is on the kids instead of the marriage instead mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, so that can be a problem that can linger far beyond uh, right. being uh, infancy and children being, and, and being infants. It can linger into, you know, 20s and 30s and right. 40s uh, if we're not careful with that one. Uh, I remember
1: a a good friend of mine in college, uh, she was the first in our group to have a child. And the one warning that she gave us, she said, don't forget your husband. Don't forget about your husband. And that has uh, come to pass. It's like that was a very wonderful piece of advice that, that everybody should take heed to. Because you're so focused on the child that you do forget about the child's father.
0: Yeah, it's it, 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 I understand it. It's it's hard to do multiple things well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, something, will, something will inevitably drop the ball somewhere where right. somebody will get left out of a you know a scenario where mm-hmm. uh, you're you're highly focused in one area and um, you know I I could okay. see that. So with children, it's. That's a... That's a tough one It's, to a, it's a It's a balancing act. And right. as they age up, it's a... It's an, it, you think it gets easier, but it really doesn't because uh, sometimes their needs get... Uh, they're just larger needs with more dollar signs attached <laughs> to them. Right. Because they they still need you as, as they age up. So what was and the next one? The next one
1: is our jobs and all the responsibilities we have there. hmm
0: Well, jobs, I think... Uh, you, you just have to understand that a job will consume you if you allow it. If yeah. you allow it to consume you, I don't care what that job is, whether you're uh, a firefighter, whether you're a pastor, I think uh, it's a dark hole that will suck you in and you will find yourself taking years, if not decades, to get out of uh, because those holes just kind of, they grab hold to you and they don't want to let go. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the more responsibility you get, mm mm-hmm. Generally speaking, the more uh, time it's going to take to manage that responsibility right. on jobs, and mm-hmm. um, then if they start adding weekends to your responsibility, and then you got to manage people, and then you got um, mm, a lot. Yeah, you start to get into that. Uh, it, it's 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 a hole that you get into
1: where you just can't get out of. Hey, another is our our church obligations and our. Um, you know, ministries that we, we lead or we work with, uh, that can be a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you can comment on that one.
1: Because mm-hmm. when you're, you know, consumed with uh, just doing the right thing, and, and, and it's not a bad thing that you have your church obligations, but sometimes you have to learn to say no to any particular ministry that's coming along that, that, that wants you to be a part of it. Sometimes you have to look at your entire home schedule. And your work schedule and see if there if you can possibly do this without leaving anybody out, without neglecting your family. So that's a tough one you have to, to work with because we love the church and you know we want to be there but we also love our families and we love our spouses and so we need to be there for them as well. Jesus said your ministry starts at
0: home and then it goes outward. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. And
1: then other things are like, you know, you have a home to take care of. You have a yard to take care of. You've got your cars to take care of. I mean, there's just so many things in your life that can just pull you away from the connection with you and your spouse. And and again, there, there's another balance that you have to make. How can we possibly do these things together? Or, um, you know, we just uh, take one and just work on that, but to try it as best you can to do it together. So you will have that quality time with your spouse. And
0: yeah, I think in going back to church, cause I wasn't quite done with oh, that. One. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, our, we've got some pastors that once told us and they told our group, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. When mm-hmm. you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. So, um, that kind of <laughs> sums it up right there. Uh, what we agree to do is going to take some time away from some things that are probably uh, equally as important or just as important.
1: Mm-hmm. Another area is really our extended families. How are are they intruding in our time together? Are they um, just there to uh, just, you know, come in they just don't have any boundaries. They just come in and take kind of take over and take your time away from what what you need to be spending with your spouse so that's a real concern there too
0: yeah I think that uh, boundaries are the right word that's okay. the right word I mean uh, do you set up boundaries have we set up boundaries have we uh, discussed things ahead of time right. have we said okay uh, we'll, we will be with the in-laws for two holidays out the year but mm-hmm. this holiday we're going to do something different uh have we even when we have adult kids um you know setting up boundaries is is critical to having a healthy marriage because if those boundaries are not there folks inevitably will continue to kind of step over those boundary lines uh think think about your property line at your house you know if your neighbor you know uh <laughs> If uh, they're cutting their grass, they cut beyond their line on, into your line and, and vice versa. Things can happen when you don't have a, a proper boundary line
1: set up. So the boundaries are just in, in every aspect of your, your marriage, not just family. right? But it's everything, your jobs, your hobbies, your uh, church responsibilities. There are boundaries there that you need to set so that there you can obtain that balance that you need.
0: Well, and, and hobbies have a strong pull because mm-hmm. clearly if it's a hobby, it's something you enjoy doing. Right. Okay, whether that's golf, whether it's bowling, whether that's mm-hmm. uh, crafting, whether it's yard work, whatever that hobby is, you know, you probably enjoy doing it. So subsequently, it's probably harder to set up a boundary with something you enjoy doing. Uh, because well, you can set up a time. You could. You
1: know, I've got this amount of time I'm going to devote to my hobby and then, you know, leave it alone. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's like another boundary. That's a good, suggest- good suggestion because, um, mm-hmm.
0: cause I, as I said before, hobbies tend to, you know, I mean, maybe it's, I know guys that on Sunday watch six hours of football. I mean, that's, that's their pastime, that's their hobby, and... That's certainly not doing your marriage any good, unless your wife loves football. Right, uh, maybe <laughs> she's she, right there with yeah, you. Yeah, maybe she does, and and maybe she likes football more than you do. But um, I, I don't I don't see that really helping out in your marriage. Uh, and uh, you know, I don't know any. I, I love my Pittsburgh Steelers, but I don't think one Pittsburgh Steeler is going to come and try to help me with my marriage when it gets right. in trouble because I've been watching. Six hours of football on Sunday. Right. Uh,
1: So I don't know. Uh, We we've got to put some boundaries on that. Right. Another area is should we or we can schedule uh, an amount of time for us to spend together on a daily basis. And I know couples who you know they come in come in from work and you know have to have dinner or put the kids away. Then that is their time to be together on a daily basis when it all works out. So you could schedule almost like a date night at home if you want to do it that way every day. Or, you know, have a specific date night, like on the weekend or whatever, where you're definitely going to be the two of you together, just the two of you, where you have that time to just catch up on what's going on in the other person's life when you haven't had a, a, a time to do that.
0: Well, every day is different. I mean, every day you go to work, you face challenges. You face, whether you, If you stay at home, if you're a stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom or dad, you face challenges. Uh, it's good to connect. Uh, I, I remember, it brings to recall uh, a situation that we had earlier in our marriage uh, where she worked day shift and I worked mm-hmm. nights because that just worked better for our schedule with our kids. Right. And uh, I would work late at night and she worked during the day so I could be home with the kids during the day and then she would be there in the evenings. And so she would write me little notes and letters. Sometimes I still have some of those notes. They were pretty lengthy, some of them. And she would detail Mm -hmm. out what happened with the girls that evening, the whole day, and everything that happened to them. Because uh, when you don't have that information, you kind of get left out of that, and you're left out of the loop, and you don't really know what's going on. And there's a there's a disconnect that kind of develops with the with the kids if you don't know exactly what's going on in the evenings. Because I was primarily what I'm doing today, but in the evenings, I didn't know what was going on. What were they Mm -hmm. doing? And so that's a good uh, tool to use if you cannot uh, situate your times together. Right. You know, if you can't. But if if you have the opportunity to pull your time together, you're both working a similar schedule, Mm -hmm. then maybe at 10 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock at night, depending on when you go to bed, you say to yourself, okay, no more phone calls at this point unless it's an emergency call. This is our time put the kids in bed, uh, turn the computer off. Uh, This is our time to sort of uh, connect with each other. Mm -hmm. So So the
1: um, one question we need to ask each other is that do we feel like we are number one in your life? And then if the answer is no, then we need to find out where where the intruders are that are taking up that time that we don't have together. Where are those intrusions in our life, you know, that are trying to usurp uh, you, you our priority for our spouse, trying to, you know, uh, disconnect that connection, so that's something you have to, you know, look at.
0: No, go ahead. You're doing good. I think the key mm-hmm. is to just kind of identify them.
1: Right. Exactly. Just exactly. identify them. Where Where, exactly.
0: where are the intruders? Mm-hmm. Where Where? you know is if somebody were breaking into your house you know you'd want to know where they were at you know so that you could go somewhere else or you could hide somewhere mm-hmm. where are the intruders that are robbing us of our time together this valuable time right. this precious time that we have together and as we identify them we may find out that some of the things that's taking our time is really not valuable things to do or, mm-hmm. or credible things to do mm-hmm. some might be but it's still good to
1: identify where those where those uh, time robbers or, or marriage killers right. are. And then the, the, the question to ask is, you know, are these intrusions uh, worth losing our marriage over? Mm. I mean, some of the, even though there may be little things that are happening, you know, you have to look at the big picture and say, are these intrusions really messing up our marriage? Or the risk of losing what we have because of something, some outside entity or force that is I- intruding into your marriage? You have, that's, a, uh, that's a very pertinent question that we need to ask.
0: I think in life there's always what we call unintended consequences. Um, mm. you, you say to yourself, okay, I'm doing it for this reason, but when you look down the road, it, it, the net result is that it produced something different. Uh, you know it might have been you might have done it for a really good reason Mm -hmm. uh, but when you looked at the whole the overall or the you know uh, the finished product on that and you see that the net result was that it it produced something totally different and I think we have to constantly that's why it's constantly good to evaluate your marriage where Mm -hmm. are you at right now what's going on how are are you prioritizing this person are you valuing this person are you in sync with this person? Are you right. connected to this person? Um, or am I connected in other ways? Or mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the other things it talks about in our, in our lesson that we haven't brought up yet is, am I emotionally attached or do I give my emotional energy to other things or other people? Right. Uh, that's dangerous. Uh, that's mm-hmm. dangerous in a marriage to... Uh, sort of give your emotional energy to other folks or, or to give it to right. other things uh, when your marriage is suffering because right. that's a very vulnerable time so yeah that, that would be um,
1: something to take note of right and in uh, scripture in Genesis 2 it ends with a, a very familiar phrase for us for most of us and it reads for this reason, a man should leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. That that powerful fa- phrase tells us that we are to leave, you know, all of the things that will keep us from making and keeping our spouse our number one priority. So that's leaving your family. And you don't completely just cut them off. But, no. you know, there's, again, there's a boundary there that you have to have with your no family. No one should
0: ever ask you to cut your family entirely off. That's not right. healthy and it's not no. wise. uh there, there are there are, pl- there are places for families. If you look in the Bible, uh, when Moses was overburdened with his duties of judging and, and and administrating, his father-in-law Jethro, he went to his father-in-law Jethro offered him some sage advice, and the sage advice was, get other people to help you, right? Sort of do this mm-hmm. because you can't do this by yourself, and let them decide the lower cases, and you decide the more important cases. So the answer, ultimately, couples, and even for us, is that word intentionality. Right. We must <laughs> be intentional, intentional about what we're doing with each other. If it's not intentional, on paper, on purpose, if, it, if it's not going to be, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to commit to it, then it probably won't happen. Right. So we've got to be intentional about how we go about our business of... Uh, you know, really getting our marriages to be the number one priority
1: in our lives outside of our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if you find that this is not happening in your marriage, then you make the decision today that you are going to make the, uh, begin to create some healthy boundaries for your marriage and that you are going to be intentional about the relationship between you and your spouse being that number one priority.
0: Well, hopefully we've uh, covered some areas. I don't know if it, uh, if we're scratching where you itch at this point, but I would say this, uh, until next time, we do want your marriage to be sensational. Sensational.